the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. JKL Engineering, call them today, 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering. This time of year, the temperature, it's getting chilly, it's getting cold. When are you going to first put on your heat? Call JKL Engineering, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Remember, estimates are free, financing is available for both residential and commercial Hey, face it, whether we like it or not, the heating season is here. Let J.K. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let J.K. Engineering design and install high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, licensed Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL, an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navient certified factory dealer. Call JKL today for system replacement, oil to gas, or for heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering at 401-351-7600. I'll give you that number again, 401-351-7600. JKL, they'll keep you cool in the summertime, warm in the wintertime. Estimates are free, financing is available, and the highest rebates on the market. Call JKL Engineering, 401-351-7600. Well, good morning on this uh, Wednesday, folks. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com, as we kick things off on this rather rainy Wednesday, but, you know, rubs the grass a little bit, get some things done. Folks, it's all brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop in and see them uh, any day of the week, but especially the amount of incredible carving pumpkins, gourds, sugar pumpkins, corn stalks. It's Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. Take a ride. Rhode Island's number one garden center. Beautiful fall arrangements and crafts. You know, that always makes a nice gift or it'll brighten up your home. They have straw constructs. Come on, decorate your home or business with PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center right off of Route 4, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. My friends, Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron, look for them on Facebook at PR Materials. And then also their uh, website is prmaterials.shop. But take a ride right off of Route 4, Rhode Island's number one garden center. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. So, folks, we have a busy day. Uh, coming up, Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe is going to join me, uh, bring the latest on that. Governor Mundo now, coming up at 1. And with Governor Mundo coming up at 1 o'clock, folks, all of the talk is going to be po- possibly starting to roll back, uh, back into more of a Phase 2. So more of a Phase 2. Now, the numbers keep going up. I will be, obviously, as always, folks, at and covering the Governor Mundo briefing. My biggest thing is hospitalizations. We're testing more. A lot of the people that are testing positive are asymptomatic. Uh, I want to hear if the governor, I, I don't think, I could be wrong, I don't think Governor Mundo wants to do anything to hurt businesses. But w- when you have people testing, I still come back to, this should be about hospitalizations. But the media, to me, folks, they're not doing their job because all they highlight is, like we've talked about, 50 URI kids test positive, right? And all of them are fine, and none of them in the hospital, and none of them are showing any symptoms. So what are we talking about? Then you just quarantine. Uh, But apparently the numbers are going up, and this is also very important. The numbers are going up everywhere. The numbers are going up across the country, but this has to do with... The, to me, it begins and ends with whether or not you, you can't have your hospitals overflowing. Some parts of the country, they are. El Paso, Texas, they are. There are some people that refuse to follow guidelines. And, and last night, if you caught it, the Dodgers were in the World Series. And one of the players who, who couldn't play, 
uh, pulled a pull out of the game because he tested positive. He's then celebrating with his teammates after the game on the field, no mask on. Uh, you know, there, there should be repercussions there. But I think there's an attitude among some people of if I get it, I get it. I have it. I don't feel any symptoms. I'm fine. I, I, I think government officials are going to have to realize that they can't police that type of thing. There are some people that want to live that way and other people, obviously, that don't want to live that way. And so, um, but for those, I don't know what you do about, you know, that, that look at Cam Newton, the quarterback of the Patriots, you know, he had it and he bounces right back and he's playing in the games and he seemingly is fine. President Trump had it. Now he's older. He's 74 years old to put him in the hospital, but president Trump is fine. They all keep talking about the super spreader event at the white house. Chris Christie, they're all fine. ACB, the new Supreme court justice, she had it this past summer. Now, so that's something that I think needs to be determined because what, where exactly is this happening? Is it in, is it in the nursing homes? Is that, is that what's going on? Is that where it is that it's in the nursing homes? And so, you know, obviously folks, if you're older and you have a compromised immune system, then, then you want to make sure that you don't get it. But that certainly doesn't apply to everyone. So on this rainy Wednesday, we are going to talk the latest on the race. Now that was a, that Tucker Carlson story last night, folks, the, the media does not care. Um, it, it's very late in the game. All this stuff about Hunter Biden, his business partner. It's very clear how many people have already voted. People don't care. The media just wants to push Joe Biden and that obnoxious Kamala Harris over the finish line. And we have to hope that in these battleground states that the Trump faithful are going to get out and they're going to vote and they're going to make sure they're going to decide it. Remember, they're going to decide it. Hey, I want to remind you as far as deciding, maybe you've decided you've had that old vintage car in your garage long enough why not call mark at preferred towing recovery they buy older vintage cars that you know maybe you thought hey i'm going to restore it someday and just didn't hey call preferred towing 401-725-8500 right in lincoln christine is the owner and mark well they specialize in towing transport asset recovery private property towing services Mark's been doing repossessions for 30 years. He gets the job done safely, securely. Maybe you're a business and you need to hire him. But also, of course, they do buy those older vintage cars. 401-725-8500. Also on Facebook, Preferred Towing and Recovery. Based right in Lincoln, 401-725-8500. Website is preferredrecovery.com. Preferredrecovery.com. Call Mark. Again, they specialize towing, transport, asset recovery, towing services, private property towing services, 401-725-8500. Governor Rundo coming up at 1. Dan McGowan of the Globe. Folks, we have it all here, plus the latest on the purge. Now Joe Palino speaking out. It's all ahead on the John DePietro Show. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 401- 272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police Fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. 
1-800-242-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is depetro.com. Joining me right now, he covers Rhode Island for the Boston Globe. It's our friend Dan McGowan. And Dan, uh, boy, you know, you have a great story. Two races in Cranston, both. Well, one of them is actually getting more attention than the other. We're going to talk about Mattiello and um, Fenton Fung in just a moment. But, uh, but the mayoral race, I love the headline, something unusual. The race is actually civil. Yeah. This, you know, it's funny because, John, there's a, there's a good point to this. But for guys like you and I, there's a little bit of civil can be boring if we're being yes. honest about it, right? Uh, what you've got is that you've got a very competitive mayoral race that, you know, very hard, I think, to handicap in a lot of ways because this Republic, the Republican who overwhelmingly won the primary, um, it, Ken Hopkins, is very popular there and obviously has the support of Mayor Fung. But look, Cranston typically votes blue in a presidential year. And so you, you have a, a situation where uh, you know, you, you potentially are, 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 you know, could have that wave for Maria Bucci, who's also very popular and, you know, won her own primary there. But what's been really interesting about this race, and in real stark contrast to both the presidential race, but then even right there in Western Cranston with Maddie, with Nick Mattiello and Barbara Ann Fentonfunk, these guys have really stayed away from, uh, you know, deeply attacking one another. Ken Hopkins has been a little more negative uh, towards uh, Maria Bucci in the last couple of weeks. But generally speaking, you know, these are our candidates who are, you know, really the case that is being made is Hopkins says, I'm four more years of Alan Fung. You can bet on it. And, you know, if you like what you've seen for the last 12 years, you're that's what you're going to get again. Uh, and, and Maria Bucci is trying to kind of strike this chord of I'm not going to be a radical change agent. I'm not coming in here as a progressive or, you know, in, in any way, you know, really trying to, to change what Mayor Fung has done. But, you know, I am I'm something of a fresh face and I'm going to, you know, have my own kind of view of the city, try to be more transparent, things like that. So it, it's interesting, though, because the, the, the person, the, the political sort of insider in me says, Boy, it's really hard for these two candidates to to separate themselves. If you're not going negative for the most part, if you are mostly on the same page, you know it, it feels almost like it's more like a primary where you, where sometimes you see candidates get wishy washy about attacking one another because yeah. they're they're in this situation where it literally comes down to, and they've been doing this every single day uh, since early voting started, where they just find themselves you know, in line or talking to voters who are waiting to vote because they really truly believe that the only way to do this, to to pull this off is to, you know, just straight up, like reach the most people. It's kind of a fascinating little race um, in in a, in a really important, look, Cranston has now become the second largest city in the state. Uh, You know, any transition, as you know, uh, you know, from a, 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 from Mayor Fung, you know, no matter what happens, there is going to be real change. So it's an important race in this city, but uh, it is is surprisingly uh, uh, cheery. These guys seem to kind of like each other, to be honest with you. 
Hey, Dan, not to put you on the spot, who's running the Bucci campaign? Because I, I think, just what I hear, I believe she's the one making the mistake. I give the edge to Hopkins here. He ran, by the way, he ran a great primary against Farina. I did daily press releases, the way he would frame it. Uh, he blew out Farina. And right yeah, now, you still you have a very popular man. Mayor Fung last week was I interviewed him right there on Elwood Avenue with the police. That's right. And I think a lot of that, you know, Hopkins has the endorsement from the Cranston police. I, I think I, maybe she wants to be positive, but I I kind of think she's making an error here because I think if it stays positive, I think Hopkins wins. But who so, is running her campaign? So there's a guy. The guy's name is Eric Hazelhurst, who is kind of uh, he's kind of emerged in recent years. I would say the last let's say three election cycles in Rhode Island is kind of a, he's a young, I think he's, I think he's from Bristol. Uh, and, you know, he, he kind of is the person that gets sought after to do campaigns like this, right? He, he, he did a couple of state reps races a couple of years ago. Uh, I think he's done a bond campaign or two. He's actually also working on this. Uh, the question one, the, the, the remove the name uh, Providence plantations. Uh, so he's working on that too, but uh, I, so I'll tell you, John, I actually think your analysis is, is spot on about this. Uh, I was talking to, after my story published, uh, somebody immediately reached out to me, a Democrat, who said, this is a huge problem. There are differences that, that yes. they can strike with one another. Uh, and the person said to me, and this, you know, again, <clears throat> this is from the Democratic side, but, uh, uh, you know, Ken Hopkins has made some somewhat dismissive comments about uh, climate change, kind of done the, he's done the Speaker Mattiello thing, which is, Yes, it's a problem. Not sure if Cranston can be the, the place to fix it. But as you know, John, if you send that mailer to, you know, the voters of East, uh, uh, you know, of Edgewood, uh, yeah. that's, that's kind of one of those messages that could resonate. And what the person said to me was, you know, and this is the person who lives in Edgewood, they said, look, my, my neighbors like uh, uh, Ken Hopkins. You know, he's a nice guy. He's a coach. Uh, he, he's somebody that people know. And I think you're right. If this thing stays pretty much down the middle and, and, and you know, there isn't a last minute attack, uh, it, it's going to be real hard to overcome the popularity of Mayor Fung. Yeah, that and I, I again, I grew up in Edgewood. Edgewood has become far more Democrat progressive than it was. It's really two Western Cranston's very different yep. than the uh, the Edgewood section of Garden City. But I mean, again, I um, <clears throat> I know I know Ken Hopkins real well, and then his son is the principal at um, at East Greenwich High School, right, yeah. and I know his his brother was a state police officer, uh, tremendous, who also then investigated the Adam Emery case. Uh, his brother was also my son's baseball coach, but I mean, he he did get an endorsement from former Mayor Mike Traff, who yeah. left in controversy. If if she wanted to go negative, there's certainly some material there. He also got the endorsement from the Cranston firefighters, which have had their own controversies and so forth. But if she wants to stay positive, I mean, the election's Tuesday and a lot of people already voted. I, if I'm in the Hopkins campaign, I'm not changing a thing. Yeah. Well, there's something that tells me that there are people on the democratic side who have done this for a really long time, who, who are probably saying, Hey, you got to do something here. Uh, on the flip side. I mean, I think they are, betting hard on some sort of blue wave uh yeah. you know the thing is though cranston as you know i mean go back look four years ago alan fung runs a in a competitive race there in cranston with a with a, with a somewhat serious opponent blows the doors off of him uh so so city voters were willing to support uh you know a republican for mayor and then go and vote for hillary clinton for president so right. th this it's a purple city you're right i mean edgewood it looks it looks and feels a lot like the east side of Providence in many ways. Oh yeah. In Western Cranston is of course you know much much more conservative. We'll almost certainly vote for Trump this time around uh, as well. And so yeah, it, it is. It's a, it's a, going to be a really fascinating race. And I, I'd love to you know on Tuesday what I'm really going to try to do is kind of focus on a handful of the polling places where you see the most voters because you know it, it's one of those things where you could see a scenario where. Uh, you know, similar to that primary, remember, you, you looked at some of the Western Cranston numbers and you were seeing, you know, eight, nine to one victories for, for Ken yes. Hopkins. You can't overcome that if you no. win by that much. And so that, that's what I'll be looking for next Tuesday. Nadine McGowan, that is complete opposite of uh, the Speaker Mattiello, Barbary and Fenton Fung contest where, boy, this is new. I, I, I think it, it also shows the state of the race that uh, Mattiello's wife, uh, I think it's Mary Ann, has issued 
first time we've ever seen her speak, uh, no offense, but it, I think it shows that, and I've heard from someone on the inside, he feels like he's running against two people. Matty Yellow feels he's, he's running against Mayor Fung and his wife, Barbara Ann Fenton Fung, and that has been a slugfest, and I thought the debate, I, I thought, she, I thought she really handled herself well on the Channel 12 recent debate, your former colleagues. And, and to me, he he seemed rattled with some of his talking points going back to that. That Brit trial really hurt him. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, look, they've had two televised debates. They, they did Channel 10, they did Channel 12. And in both cases, what you see, I mean, look, it's it, it's a good it feels good to feel confident and to feel you know, to, to get the good response that, that we know that Barbara Ann Fenton Fung is getting on the doors because she has been relaxed. She has been, um, you know, able to repeatedly remain on the attack um, yes. in, in those debates. And you know what? She's, uh, she's able to kind of get away from the, and the thing is, it's not like Nick Medial is doing this, but she's able to kind of steer clear of just being, you know, sort of a Republican token. You remember what, you know, Governor Raimondo a couple of years ago really attacked Mayor Fung for, you know, being so close to, to Donald Trump, which of course we all know wasn't true, but it resonated with voters in a lot of, right. in a lot of ways. I think in this case, what she's just been able to do is just, you know, pour it on. Um, and, and he doesn't know exactly what to do because look, if you do anything that one could even remotely call, you know, questionable or sketchy on a campaign, boy, you know, it's going to be a it's going to be a front page news story. And so he can't kind of use sort of the typical tactics that help him get elected. Um, and you're when you when you're in a, a situation where you've had years and years and years of, you know, a bunch of your colleagues, both in the House, but also staffers you know, get jammed up in, in major news stories. And then you have a, you know, pandemic where you haven't met in so long. It, the, the deck is so stacked against him. And, you know, I, I've, had, oh, yeah. I've had people make the case to me that there's still, when you're the speaker and the case that he's making is I deliver for the district, like there are going to be people who, uh, you know, who that resonates with. He's of course going to get his votes, but it just doesn't feel like that there's a lot going for him otherwise. And if you're a, you know, a swing voter and all you've heard is negativity and maybe you've given him a chance in the past, um, you know, this is, this is a fresh face who happens to have probably the most popular mayor in Rhode Island uh, yes. you know, going door to door for her. And so even if you say, you know what, I don't really like her, you say, well, I trust her at least because she's she's married to the mayor. So I think it's a tough I think it's an uphill battle for the speaker. I, I think she wins. And you know what else she's done? And, and I give her a lot of credit because this is not easy to do. And that is she takes a lot of information that's thrown out there. And then she's able to pick little morsels that truly resonate. And two good examples of the whole Brit thing, something that she picked out that really has resonated with people that I speak to that live over there are the fact that. Uh, that Steve Price was there was surveillance That's on right. his home on him, and that really irked people the wrong way. The other thing she she has taken out and used it very effectively is and basically when he was saying Leo Skenyon was running my campaign, and she was saying you're the taxpayers were paying yep. these people to work on your campaign, and he's unable to counter that. And speaking with people in Cranston, Dan McGowan, that she was very successful with well, that. John, again, my opinion. Reading it, I, I say she wins. I think she actually wins comfortably. In that, I, I will tell you this. I would not be surprised. Now, it hard, you know, I'll let you yeah. make the predictions. It's hard for me to make predictions. Yeah. But Understood. I would say I would not be surprised if we knew yeah. the race was over by, you know, 8.30 on election night. And, yes. and to your point, uh, that, that latter point about the taxpayers paying for this, you know, this reminds me of we saw this a couple of, uh, you know, now, what, eight years ago. When when Gordon Fox was you know had a little bit of a battle in his in his district and that was of course a Jeff Britt run campaign and yep. the the voters look the voters were going to be stick with Gordon Fox he had a, he you know they they believed his kind of good story and he he did win I think by ten or fifteen points but I remember on election day where same idea right taxpayer funded you know staffers were everywhere across the east side and even people who were very close to the speaker who really liked him, who thought he was, you know, probably a better guy than he turned out to be, 
said to me, oh, this is so uncomfortable. You know, there's, there's these, these guys who I've never seen before who are, you know, they're, they're not strong arming me or anything, but I just don't like them outside of the, 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 you know, the polling place, things like that. Those people understand that. And this is magnified times 10 from the Gordon Fox time, right? This is way, way different. The speaker is much higher, you know, profile in terms of when it comes to controversy. Remember Gordon Fox's trouble came, you know, when he was the speaker and then he, he, he left before he ever had to face the voters again. Whereas in this case, you know, Nick Mattiello's front and center. And so I, I think you're right. I think that is resonating with a lot of voters. And, and finally, listen, this is a pandemic. People are locked down. Things are great. Right. It, like Matty Yellow's thing of like, let's keep everything, the momentum going. What are you talking That's about? Right. Businesses are closing. Kids are doing the distance learning. This, this, this is not, you know, he can't, this is not a good time that people want to continue. Folks, quick break. A lot more Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega MEGA, Mega truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This winter, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Make Henry Oil. Make the switch. Make Henry Oil your reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery company. 401 401- Five two one zero two hundred residential commercial fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil serving most of Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. Call them today 401-521-0200. Remember, with Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Check out their website henryoil.com or call them today 401. 401- Five two one zero two hundred Henry Oil. Since nineteen forty seven, they have a great family history, and they are just terrific. You can depend on Carmine and Lori and the great folks at Henry Oil. Call them today, four zero one five two one zero two hundred. Check them out online at henryoil.com. Residential and commercial fuel oil delivery service contracts, budget plans, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery serving most of Rhode Island and southeastern Mass it's Henry Oil call them 401-521-0200 this winter i'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil online at henryoil.com we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe and Dan i want to give you credit you're the first one i saw it new book former channel 6 news director examines the station nightclub fire Scott James, he the guy has a, a great reputation. You were the first one to do an interview with him. The book, I believe, is now out. I believe it was released Tuesday, yep. yesterday. Yeah. Um, t- take us in a little bit. There's a lot of in- intriguing questions about this book, um, the timing of the release, the way it's being presented. 
I you're the first one that that uh, that I that uh, alerted everyone. To yeah, it. you know. By the way, I, I'm I'm a little surprised that it hasn't caught on more because it's a it, this is not a you know self published book. This is a real book contract and a uh, you know a, this is a serious you know person who wrote this book and. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I was not here for the station night club fire. So, you know, I, I've covered certainly the aftermath and I, you know, have, you know, been around now for a decade. So I know enough about it, uh, or at least I, I, I know enough to cover it, but it was the first time I've ever read anything this in depth. I read the whole book in probably 48 hours to really try to get a, a feel for it. Um, wow. and, and, and one, it, it was a can't put down kind of book. I mean, uh, you sure. know, you, you, you feel like you, anyone who, who lived through that or anyone who's been around now kind of knows a lot of the stories, but you forget a lot of the aftermath. And I should say right off the right off the top here, uh, I think the author kind of took a little bit of credit that you deserve, which is having the, the first interview with Jeffrey Dadarian. Uh, uh, well, I've heard from that from a number of different people. I mean, I did have him in studio for a full hour yeah. and we talked about it, yeah. but whatever, but, but, you know, it, it, that being as right, it is. You market how you market, right? So, uh, but what what was revealing, and, and I've known Jeff a little bit over the years, so it was interesting to kind of read his, uh, you know, his view of this. It was really interesting. I thought uh, Patrick Lynch gave very honest and kind of candid feedback about what he thought, um, uh, how everything kind of played out. And you look, the guy did a good job. He, he, he talked to a lot of people. He clearly put in a lot of work in this book. I think if you know, you know, or if you think you know every single in and out of this, there won't be all that much that uh, will surprise you. But for me, the, the aftermath, what it was like for the Dadarians, what it, you know, what went through a lot of the victims' heads uh, or, you know, the families, things like that. I thought it was a really well done book uh, and it's called Trial by Fire. It, was, it came out yesterday. What, what, something, a couple of things about it, Dan McGowan, that, and you may not know, but the, a couple of people, obviously, that I've, I've talked about, I'm, I'm just a puzzled at the, the release date. You're releasing it the week before presidential election, yeah. right? During a pandemic. I mean, I, I spoke to someone last night who said, I, you know, unless there's something in the publishing, but why wouldn't you just wait until February as you're coming up on the anniversary? Do we know, did he tell you why is it being released now? He didn't. Uh, and, and admittedly, I, he didn't. I, I wasn't thinking about it right away. And then I got oh. a lot of, I, I, I once I published something, I got a lot of emails that said, boy, that seems like really bad timing. And you're right. I mean, John, you know, like, as you know, I worked at Channel 12 for a bunch of years. Uh, the, yeah. the station nightclub fire is very sensitive, uh, you know, material there oh, yeah. uh, for good reason. And but I also know that, you know, every February that that is a repeat topic. Right. It, it always comes oh, yeah. up. It's it's who's who, you know, what do you got for an interview this time? February 20th. That's right. Things yeah. like that. And this is one of those you would think you would time it around that. Um, you know, sometimes these things, you don't think about it. Maybe the publisher, certainly the publisher would have known the election, but maybe, you know, you think about when you're starting to put this out and you don't think a pandemic and you don't think, you know, everything is going to happen. You maybe you, you want to give the alternative to politics. So I suppose there could be something there, but you're right. I, honestly, if this book was coming out in February, again, assuming that the presidential election and everything is taken, you know, is, is, is resolved by then and, and the pandemic is maybe under control. This would be a, a huge news story, I think, in Rhode Island. And re so far, I think everybody's kind of taken a pass on it. They have. I mean, it got a blip and, and people are puzzled at that. And then, you know, listen, I go into this. Um, I could talk about it another time, obviously, but I, I, I try to be objective as far as just the release date. And I actually don't know him that well. But also the framing of it, almost like the untold story and a rush to judgment. If I want to be objective, which I do, this was a three-year right. investigation. There's different things you could say about it. One thing it was not was a rush to judgment no, by, it, by any stretch. It, it was a very thorough the, the author. The I, author makes the case in the book. And I, to be honest with you, I, I there was part of me that didn't want to litigate this. And, and there, there was also a part that it, it felt because of how long all of this took, it felt like I, I didn't quite buy it that much, but the, the author makes the case yeah. that the, the journal in particular, you know, uh, uh, did some oh. kind of faulty uh, coverage. 
I would argue, without knowing every fact and detail here, I would argue is more that was a story. And John, you were you were here, so you know it. That, yeah. that was a story where you know it is it, it's terrible to say it is it is our version of a 9-11 right you throw yes. every person at the story from every single angle and look are you gonna have times where a story maybe you know especially early on where it might get a number wrong or it might do that stuff does happen and it shouldn't, but it does. And we all make these mistakes. And I think there was a little bit of a, this attempt in the book. They thought he thought maybe the catch would be, you know, I uncovered something that the newspaper didn't. Um, I'm not sure I saw that. That said, again, I thought it was an interesting book. Again, from somebody, I grew up in Connecticut. So I, I know the story, but didn't know it as well, you know, until after I read the book. And so I liked it. I thought it was good. But you, you know, there is a little bit of kind of marketing sensationalism here uh, to some degree. Mm. And only because, you know, people, that is a criticism that people can always do is, you know, you're just trying to sell newspapers type of thing. Uh, after the marathon bombing, the Globe, rightfully so, put all efforts Absolutely. to uncover every element of the story. I You don't fault a news organization for that, for trying to covering element of, and again i haven't read the way it's portrayed but as someone that was watching through that the journal did incredible coverage they did a reconstruction they broke so much news about how the thing became an inferno so right. quickly i mean they should have won the pulitzer prize there's no question they should yes. have won the pulitzer prize yeah. yeah i mean i i but but that's kind of like to me always a politician you could always say you just want to get votes so you want to get elected with with the radio, they say you're just trying to get ratings. With newspaper, you're just trying to sell. You you could always right. say that, but then it's like, no, that that's what they should do. Um, when 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 and again, but your newspaper with spotlight and the amount of it, you know, that that's how you approach a story with your best foot yep. forward. But anyhow, all right, folks, quick break. Uh, Dan McGowan has very very interesting news about Twin River, and then I do want to touch on this uh, body camera footage. It's all ahead with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. You want to stay as healthy as you possibly can. And one of the ways you can do that is if you stop in and see my friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585, 305-3585. Stop in at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. I'll bet you've driven past that old church many different times. Now is your chance to stop in. And what are you going to find? Well, Marie is so incredible. It's my health. It helps you with your health, your family's health. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like a kai berry, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. And it's my health. At 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, you're going to find over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. And folks, Marie is so knowledgeable. These are all natural ingredients you want to put when you're uh, put involved as ingredients when you're cooking, and it's so healthy for you and your family, plus hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use. They have vitamins for children. They're going to keep you healthy. It's my health. Stop it and see Marie. Pop by 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. What an incredible store, incredible selection. She is so knowledgeable. Just pop in, swing in. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at InnoVest is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. You got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive 
a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, now this is the first time again. Folks, this guy, talk about modest. If I broke the number four, <laughs> he did. I'd be walking around and promoting. Twin Rivers quietly becoming a major player in the casino industry. I know they're changing the name, but I was very intrigued by that. And especially, it's very strategic to do it maybe at a time that some people are kind of backing away because of the pandemic. But it, I, I think it will. I think they're betting it will roll back. But uh, but this is another interesting story. This is a, a, I think it's one of the more important business stories in our state because look, we all look at sort of Twin River as kind of our local place. And, you know, you know, it's it's owned by a company that owns other casinos, but you don't really think about it, you know, and I'm a person who likes Twin River, but I get it. People think it's a little raggedy or, you know, it's, it's it, you know, the stereotype is a lot of people, you know, just smoking in there all the time playing slots, right? The, the, that's what, I think generally it's Rhode right, Island is very much generally what people think, <laughs> but twin river as a company has been on explosive growth. They, they went public just, just a year ago, really a little bit more than a year ago. And they are bought up now casinos in multiple States. We're talking the big ones, New Jersey, Nevada, but then just, just yesterday they announced that they bought a, a little casino uh, in Evansville, Indiana. They own casinos in Delaware and Colorado. Um, and what they're doing very strategically, to your point, is, <clears throat> excuse me, they're looking at uh, kind of, let's just face it, down on their luck type casinos who might be undercapitalized, who probably look a lot like what Twin River and Lincoln might have looked like, you know, I don't know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And the, 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 this company is very kind of cash rich. And so they do a lot of cash deals to take over these casinos. And the brilliant thing is, John, that they're betting very hard that in the next five years, five, 10 years, but really five years, you're going to see every state in the country or virtually every state in the country legalize sports betting. And we've already seen it in Rhode Island. And, you know, of course, that was always the case in, in, in Nevada, but New Jersey, New Jersey has actually replaced Nevada as where the most sports betting happens. Um, wow. And by the way, just wait until California or New York do it. There's going to be the new king of, uh, you know, of sports betting. But this is going to be a big deal. And if you have the money as a casino organization, you know, company, you have the chance right now to be kind of laying the, the groundwork for uh, you know, for years and years to come for a very, very profitable endeavor. One of the other things that, that I actually excluded from the story just by accident, to be honest with you, was uh, Mark Crisofoli, who's, who's well known in Rhode Island. He's the executive vice president there. He said to me, you know, the other thing, people think sports betting and that's an explosive growth. But he said, what's next is uh, the, the, just the internet ga gambling, right? So, you know, you, there are places now, Nevada, New Jersey, where, you can get a book a hotel room and you know if you want to uh you know you could play slot machines from your cell phone from your laptop and that's a mm. thing that's going to happen uh you know i think probably in a lot of places as states especially coming out of the pandemic look for more revenue and so they're betting big that this is going to be explosive growth and you know it, it's funny it's not quite as sexy as uh, you've, you've seen uh, Penn National, which they did a big partnership with Barstool Sports. There, there are other companies that get a lot of attention, but Twin River is the one with a lot of money that's buying up all these properties. And if you have the properties, you can get a lot done. You have a ton of influence when it comes to, you know, regulators in every state. You know, there's a reason Twin River has a pretty much a monopoly in Rhode Island. Uh, you know, once you're there, you can really do that. So Twin River is a major company to watch. And by the way, let's not forget, they have committed to building out a new headquarters here in Rhode Island. So they're, you know, they could be a player internationally, but they're going to be based in Rhode mm. Island for the foreseeable future. 
Now, Dan McGowan, uh, also Boston Globe, great coverage. P- police release body camera footage from the moped crash. Uh, your colleague, Amanda Milkovitz, has a very in-depth story. I-, I think the whole thing with Jude Kerrison immediately stepping in as the attorney for their family. But I- I'd like to know, I mean, you you know Providence better than anyone. Uh, just some of your thoughts on this footage, uh, some of the things that you're hearing. Just I'll share with you something that jumps out. I know we say that when you're in a situation like this, you know, the minute, the second seem like hours and so forth. But I, I got to admit, I, I and I've obviously been very supportive of the police, but I, I, I am a little surprised at how long it takes for the rescue to get there and how many times they have to say, like, the, the Bissell, Bissell Street. And it, it just like I'm not sure who was responding. It's very close to the Cranston line. Maybe it should have been Cranston, but it was in Providence. But I, I, I got to admit, I mean, that part. I'm counting the seconds. Even I found myself like, where is the rescue? My God already. Uh, well, that is one of them. I mean, the, the, you know, if I learned anything from working with Tim White at Channel 12 for a long time, the, you know, one of the first things you do whenever there's a really tragic incident as a reporter, uh, you know, beyond just covering what, whatever happened is, you know, is go back and listen to what the recordings were when, when you were calling, when there were calls for help, right? Uh, because you learn a lot from that and you're right the time it took uh, you know it did it felt it felt a little uh, disorganized and and it felt like it took a long time uh, without knowing everything right you just hear it and you're kind of like oh this this is uncomfortable to be listening to and kind of waiting for someone to get there Uh, and so you know that's something that we, we certainly always monitor and I think that could become you know a little bit more of a story that said you know it's interesting I mean I'm always on the side of release as much as you can be as transparent as possible the the strange thing and john you've been covering this far closer than i have but the the strange thing about you know all these press conferences and video releases is you and i both know that behind the scenes the police and 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 even administrators in the city are saying look the the car the 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 moped did not get hit by a uh you know by a by a providence police officer but because there's no video that's directly showing it in these press conferences, you get kind of a wishy-washy statement from law enforcement who say, you know, we don't, we don't have anything yet. We don't, uh, you know, we're still looking for more video. We're still reconstructing the scene. And I, I, there's a part of me that wonders, will there be a point where we definitively know that answer? Um, because I think while, while I, I, I think that there will still be unrest and I think there will, you know, this will continue beyond this and it will, even if, even if Jamal turns out, you know, it sounds like he, he, he's breathing on his own now. And so that's good news. Um, but yeah. it, it, there will, the next issue will come up, right? There will continue to be unrest. This won't be the last time this happens. But you almost, if, if you could get someone independent, let's say the attorney general to come out and say, we have looked at this. And, you know, again, maybe you say the, the way the police officer took a hard turn was wrong, something like that, whatever they, they come up with. But if you could say definitively that this police officer did not, you know, essentially attempt to run over uh, the, the, the rider, it, I think it would be something that would be good to hear for a lot of people, it, the family included, by the way. Um, and I think they'd like yeah. to know the definitive answers, but... Uh, you know, you're getting now. We're going to get into. Uh, I, there's clearly going to be a legal battle. I would be stunned. You know, people automatically think lawyers and lawsuits, and uh, you know, maybe this will go to trial. I would be stunned if the city doesn't settle with the family in some way, and and try to make this go away as uh, quickly and, and painlessly as possible. Um, you know, again, hoping that that Jamal is okay. You know, ends up okay, but. I would be surprised if this plays out over a long period of time. I think it's more likely the city will, um, whether or not it, it, it does believe anything wrong happened, you know, I, I think the city would just love to see this, uh, you know, go away and be able to kind of write a check to make that happen. Do you know what is supposed to be response time? I, th- I thought it's supposed to be two and a half minutes. I, I was counting. It was, it was over five over, and a half yes. minutes. So I always thought it and, was, I, I always thought that was right. I thought it was a, either 120 or 150 seconds. So 150 seconds would be two and a half minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and by the way, in Providence, the response times typically are very good. Remember, this is a very dense place. Hmm. You know, you've got firefighters and 
you know, ambulances everywhere all over the city. And so you're right. I, I think it was a little bit, a little bit longer. Now, does that necessarily, you know, they'll have to figure out whether or not that could have resulted in him, you know, being escorted to the hospital quicker or getting provided services. So there, there, that will be, I think, a, a topic of conversation, uh, you know, going forward. And the police on the scene damn got on this and he hit the stop sign. So this ain't he hit the That's stop right. sign and then it fell onto his head. And then afterwards, people were saying it was the police cruiser that hit. The, so I don't know what happened with that. I also found it interesting, though, at that press briefing, Jude Carrison, who's representing the family, he said he's going to present eyewitnesses. Now, I think that that eyewitnesses to the crash, because if they don't have definitive evidence that he didn't hit it, I think that's interesting because when we're watching an NFL game and you get conditioned that video yeah. overrules anything right of the naked eye, suddenly it's as if he's saying, well, they may have video, but if they don't have definitive video, I'm going to produce eyewitnesses perhaps that are going to say the cruiser did hit him. I, I think, again, this guy is very sharp. I didn't I didn't know who he was till he emerged on the scene. I knew his father-in-law, Bob Carnes, that's right. who's still in the mix with this thing. But that's – um. I, and normally, when they go to the booth, they don't say, well, forget about the video. Let's talk to the ref who was in the end zone. Well, it, it, John, everything becomes it turns out the so best, I that, I, go ahead. Know, still the best but inconclusive video is that first video that cuts off right when there might have been a, a point yes. of impact. But, like, let's be honest, the, the uh, body cameras don't show anything particularly significant. Uh, the, I thought the, the down-the-street uh, surveillance video – it just kind of makes your stomach turn, but it doesn't show what, you know, yeah. people are looking for either way. Uh, the question is going to be is, you know, is your eyewitness going to be somebody who was, uh, you know, had an iPhone in their hands and didn't catch it, but says they saw it anyway, because you, th there's, you know, oftentimes right. there's what you think you saw and what you actually saw. Yes. Um, and it's hard to, yep. you know, it's going to be hard. This is an emotional thing. Look, it happens in a split second. It's, it's, you feel terrible for the kid, no matter what he was doing. And so I say kid, he's a 24 year old guy. I recognize that. You, but, you know, you do feel bad, you know, you feel bad for that. And so I think it's going to be hard. But I, I, at the end of the day, that's another reason why I think you will see the city very quickly try to, uh, make this go away and and potentially you know they're insured they can write a check for something like this and uh, then you don't have to kind of litigate this through eyewitnesses that may or may not have seen something yeah and I'll go back to the football analogy many times where like you know it, it was called out of bounds and then they replay it I think the people that saw it from the back where they were filming it course. did look perhaps yeah. initially like he hit him. But then when you break it down, kind of like, oh, wait a minute, he was in bounds. It's, it's tough on that. Folks, each day, uh, and you hear me reference it throughout the course of the show, I'll mention the roadmap. Dan McGowan always, folks, he tells me something I don't know every single day, and not many people do that. How can other people get your Well, thank you for your kind words, John, and you're great to me every single week for this. Uh, no, yeah, the true. very simple way, and, and John's right, I try to report some, you know, try to break news every day, something new. Uh, in addition to all the stories that uh, me and Amanda Milkovitz and Ed Fitzpatrick are reporting in the Globe, uh, and then a big, you know, kind of a breakdown of what's happening. It's Wednesday. You know the governor's press conference is today. You know, here's what committee is meeting here, things like that. Uh, and it takes five minutes to read. You get up before 8 a.m. every morning. The very simple thing you can do, send me a blank email to rinews at globe.com, rinews at globe.com. I'll know what it is. I'll sign you up. It's completely free, and you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning. Folks, he's Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, great you job. Well, John. Thanks. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA, Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies, you can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, 
third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300.